EO Fire 1154. How you spend the first hour or two of your day will define how you spend the rest of your life. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to create and present your very own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com to sign up for our free 10-day course today. Create and present webinars that convert. Thewebinarcourse.com. Ignite. Looking to set up payments for your business? Braintree gives your app or website a payment solution that accepts just about every payment method with one simple integration. To learn more, visit braintreepayments.com slash fire. See why thousands are upgrading to a more intelligent marketing solution. Get and convert more leads with Active Campaign. Sign up for a free 14-day trial now. No credit card needed. Visit activecampaign.com slash fire. Light that spark, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Sean Kelly. Sean, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. I'm ready to rock. Yes. Sean is the CEO of Snack Nation, an Inc. 500 ring company that delivers healthy snacks to offices across America. Sean is also the founder of AwesomeOffice.org, an association dedicated to helping companies maximize employee engagement, productivity, and well-being. He's the host of the Awesome Office Show podcast and has been named to Forbes 30 Under 30 and Most Promising CEO's under 35 lists, both of which I don't qualify for being 36 years old. Sean, take a minute, fill in any gaps in the intro and give us a glimpse into your personal life. Absolutely. I'll dive into personal because it actually includes my aha moment, which I, which I think you love. JLP. Save it. Save it. All right. All right. I'll save it then. Um, so that's a little bit of my professional past, but I actually grew up scrawny, short, and super hyperactive in northern Michigan. Um, and, uh, actually you can still find my face on the packaging of some ADHD medication. Um, if that's telling at all, <laughs> my, uh, my dad was a dentist and my mom, a stay at home mom, both big into healthy eating. Um, I was the kid with the nutty brown bread and organic jam in the cafeteria when all of the other kids had that wonder bread, bologna, cheddar, and mayo that I was always jealous of. Uh, definitely didn't realize the blessing my parents were giving me as a, as a young kid with all that health because I was obsessed with junk food. I was that kid who ate all of his Halloween candy on the very first <laughs> night, right? And uh, actually, my first business was selling candy and soda, or as we call it up north, pop, along parade routes as a kid, which is funny, which is pretty funny considering one of my main goals today is making healthy food more accessible. Uh, but as a, you know, with a health professional, as a dad, um, I started to realize that helping make people healthier was, was pretty cool. And I thought the only way I could do this was by being a doctor of some sort. So I decided kind of out of the blue that I wanted to become a surgeon and, uh, applied to, and was somehow accepted to the Johns Hopkins university. They must've had their paperwork screwed up <laughs> and, uh, decided to study biomedical engineering because it met my pre-med requirements. And I thought it would help me sound cool and get girls at parties, uh, but P.S., I was wrong. It turns out girls in college don't want to date total geeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after the first semester at Johns Hopkins, I found out I wanted more out of the college and wanted to move into a big city and get a taste of the real world. Uh, patient certainly has never been my strong suit. So I transferred to Columbia University in New York City. 
I started personal training, great way to you know make more beer money than your friends. And while I was training people to become more fit, I realized I really, really loved preventative health that is fixing health problems before they occur rather than after. And um, I'd, I'd tell you kind of the story from there, but uh, that's, that's leading into uh, to my aha. Well, I wish that I could take credit for inspiring Snack Nation with my use of Fire Nation, but um, did my research and I found out that I didn't. But I, I'm sure there's a great story behind that, which we should definitely get into. And Sean, you've just had quite the journey, the ups, the downs, and we're going to really get some specific stories out of you in a little bit here. But first, let's talk about today. How do you, Sean Kelly, generate revenue? Our parent company is Humans, uh, H-U-M-A-N, since we're helping unite mankind in nutrition. We have a few different business channels. Um, we started out placing healthy vending machines across the country in schools, hospitals, and health clubs. We then moved on to micromarkets. That's reinventing corporate break rooms and installing miniature self-checkout convenience stores in businesses. And then as of the last couple of years, we've really, really focused on Snack Nation. And that's a B2B healthy snack delivery service. Uh, that looks to not only make employees more productive, happier, increase their retention, but also lead to the creation of an absolutely awesome office. I will say that I went to the site and it is delectable, the array of foods you have there. I'm uh, really hungry right now as we speak, but I'm going to put that out of my mind, Sean. I'm going to focus on this interview because your stories are powerful and I want you to dig deep into your past or even, you know, recent, whatever it is. But the story has to be focused on what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So brother, take us there. Tell us that story. Man, a worst entrepreneurial moment. Uh, I mean, John, it's, it's tough because there's, there's been a lot of them. I mean, I've, I've never had a full-time job and I've not been nothing but an entrepreneur since the age of 20. Uh, it's been an incredibly rewarding experience starting five companies or so. And looking back on it, I'd tell you today I wouldn't change much. But if you told me that it was going to be this hard at the very beginning 12 years ago, I'm not sure if I would have gone forward with it, if that makes any sense at all. Ignorance is bliss, my friends. It absolutely is. And I, and I know you can relate. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I certainly have a, one or two specific examples of bad moments. But the, the things that actually first jumped to mind are, are just the internal struggles I've had as an entrepreneur. Because I think these internal struggles are almost always greater than any external battles you face. Because if you don't learn how to combat the internal struggles, they're omnipresent and will torture you forever. So, you know, just come, some of the a little bit more philosophical things that I, I come to is way back in the beginning, I had a lot of ego. Um, I thought my business was mainly about me. And the worst thing about this was that it's, it's miserable feeling that way. It wasn't until I realized that, that giving is really the secret of success, the secret of fulfillment, that I not only started to make money, but also started to really enjoy the journey. So now, whenever I feel out of place, I mentally ask myself, Sean, are you focusing on yourself or are you focusing on others? And it's amazing how being a servant, I have found as an entrepreneur, is the best path to living a rich life. And beyond that, and just ego, um, I think a lot of things that entrepreneurs don't talk about is, is the self-doubt, the self-doubt about not being good enough, no matter how hard you try, and thinking that as a leader of your business, you need to know everything, and wow, is that painstaking. Then you realize that everyone has self-doubt, except sociopaths, and that the key to being an awesome leader is knowing what you're not good at, and being okay with it, being authentically you and showing others your vulnerabilities. And of course, bringing people on your team that are better than you are. 
Um, I can't tell you how much more joy I've experienced since recognizing my unique abilities and unique but more plentiful inability inabilities. Um, it's incredibly freeing. So you know those are those are just kind of some of the main internal struggles that that I think I've faced in my twelve years as an entrepreneur and. Would you also like me to, to jump into kind of some more specifics? Yeah, because we've all heard the philosophies, but we mm-hmm. want your story, Sean. We want that moment that was the lowest of the low for you. A lot of difficulties in this path of entrepreneurship, but one that jumps to mind is when I was in Las Vegas, had recently moved our warehouse uh, from Southern California to Las Vegas, and I was driving um, on the way home to a house that uh, we really couldn't afford, and one of my buddies that I graduated Columbia with gave me a call, and he was so ecstatic. He was so ecstatic because he had just earned a six-figure bonus wow. from his, from his yes, yeah, six-figure bonus from his Wall Street firm. Um, you know, most of the guys that I graduated with, most of the guys and gals in engineering school went to Wall Street, and I'm sitting here being like, man... I'm so pumped for you. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and I get I get back to our house in Las Vegas um, that I shared with my cousin and my business partner. I remember laying on my bed without any sheets because we worked just around the clock that we literally barely did any laundry. I was sleeping in my clothes thinking myself and my cousin are the only people in the world that know that I am $250,000 in personal credit card debt. Oof. And maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe I should have gone to Wall Street. Maybe I should have <laughs> gotten a full-time job and done this differently. Um, but after that, you know, I remember meeting with my cousin the next day and said, man, you know, our backs are against the wall. We got to make this work. We got to do it. And we pulled ourselves out of debt within four months. And uh, I'll never, ever forget uh, that feeling. Sean, you know, it's easy to portray people that work in Wall Street, you know, as soulless, as just money grubbing, as, you know, yeah, they might make a lot of money, but they're not really happy. It's easy to portray people that way because, you know, from the outside looking in, I mean, who really knows? But you are kind of in a unique situation. I mean, you graduated from Columbia. You have a lot of friends that went into Wall Street. What would you say to that? What would you say to someone that says, you know, people that work on Wall Street are just all about the money. Yes, they might make a lot, but they're unhappy across the board. Is that the case? Is that not the case? Is there a little mixture of both? What have you seen? You know, I don't necessarily think that certain individuals being completely focused on money is a bad thing if that is authentically you, right? I mean, I think that happiness and fulfillment primarily come from you being aligned with your purpose. Okay, but moving away from your philosophies, Mm -hmm. you have friends that are in Wall Street. What do you view them? Do you view them as overall actually really happy or actually not that happy? I mean, do you have any sense from that? Yeah, I I have some that I think are really happy and they really enjoy the game. They enjoy the competition. They enjoy what they're striving for. I think that I certainly have plenty of others that if it wasn't for the money would not be doing it. Um, And I don't think that those people will last. Um, Many of them talk about getting out every single year. Many of them have gotten out. Um, But I think, again, I I don't think it necessarily means you're not going to be happy on Wall Street. I think it means, you know, it just depends on kind of what your values are and what you're passionate about. So, Sean, your lowest moment was one that was shared privately with you and your cousin at first. I mean, 250K in debt. And you were kind of getting your nose rubbed in a little bit with your friend talking about a six-figure bonus. 
But the reality was is that you were on your path. And I really want Fire Nation to take away from that. Like Sean knew the direction that he was moving in. And, you know, success wasn't immediate and there was going to be internal struggles and ups and downs, but he was on his path. And, and you know, here we are talking today. Now, Sean, along that path, you've had a ton of aha moments, of epiphanies left and right. What's one moment in time that you can take us to of an epiphany that you had that you think Fire Nation would really resonate with? Take us to that moment in time, Sean, and tell us that story. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the one that's, that's paramount in my mind is when I was a personal trainer uh, attending Columbia, thinking that I was going to go to med school. And um, after a personal training session at the gym on 80th and Broadway in Manhattan, which is where I worked, I saw a middle-aged and attractive lady purchase a Coca-Cola from a vending machine, the only food and drink option at the gym. She then took a swig out of the Coke, put in the cup holder of her treadmill, and started running. And that's when (laughs) an absolute light bulb went off in my head. I said, why aren't there healthy vending machines? What's going on here? I said, if in affluent gym goers in New York City don't have access to healthy foods and drinks at health clubs, what's the deal with the rest of the world? What's it like in northern Michigan where I grew up? And I learned that there actually was not a good reason for why healthy vending machines didn't exist. So I teamed up with my roommate cousin and launched our first business when I was a sophomore in college. So that's the first aha moment. And believe it or not, Snack Nation, you know, our B2B healthy snack delivery service, was, uh, was also launched out of an aha moment. Wow. I I just love aha moments. I love hearing the stories of them. I mean, I can see you just looking over and kind of shock, dismay, and disgust. Like someone's chugging a Diet Coke, you know, while they're just running on the treadmill, doing X, Y, and Z. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. And Fire Nation, that's because his eyes were open. He was looking around at his surroundings. I mean, just keep your eyes open, move around, look around. There are opportunities for your aha moment, your epiphany, every single place that you're going to be at today, tomorrow. And then when you find the right one that actually resonates with you, then you can move forward. And kind of funny side note, Sean, I actually had a dream last night that didn't even come back to me until you were just talking about this story. I don't know why I was doing it, but I was chugging a vitamin water and all these people were pointing at me and saying, that's not healthy. And I was like, I know, I'm sorry, I'm just so thirsty. And like, I don't even know where that dream came from because I don't drink vitamin water, but it was pretty fitting for your aha moment and epiphany moment here. Absolutely. What do you want Fire Nation to really get from that aha moment that you had? Always keep your eyes open. You know, at the end of the day, if you are hungry and if you have a passion inside of you to create something, um, it doesn't mean that it's going to come right away. It doesn't mean that it's going to be obvious. But stay hungry, constantly learn, keep your eyes open. And I think at the end of the day, the right opportunity can come your way, but it's not going to come your way without being really proactive and being really forceful about your progress. Sean, you have a lot of strengths. We're going to talk about one in a minute here, but if you had to break down what you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur, what would it be? I think when I look at weakness, I think about, um, I think about fulfillment. And uh, to me, I think there's two things that really bring fulfillment. I think it's the capacity and the realization of achievement and also human connection. And it's taken me a long time to realize that. And at times, as an entrepreneur and as a business leader, I have a tough time balancing these two things. And I'm lopsided. And this is something I'm continuously trying to get better at. 
besides that, um, I'll admit that I'm not as good of a manager as I'd like to be. Yeah. I've, I've, I've learned to become an all right, an all right leader who I hope inspires people to become better versions of themselves, but management and looking backwards is not my strength because, you know, I'm a, I'm a quick start of a nine on the Colby scale, if that means anything to you. And, and I literally live six months in the future. So, um, it's much, it's, it's very important for me to surround myself with fantastic managers. What's your biggest strength? I think my, my largest strength is my insatiable desire to get better and my belief that uh, becoming is better than being. I mean, that's, that's a quote that I literally wear on my wrist. Um, and I, I, I truly value growth over just about anything other than, other than human connection and human relationships. And um, I think all of my actions, um, or I hope that most of my actions uh, as an entrepreneur reflect that. You have a lot of things going on right now. But of all the things that are just crushing it for you, what's the one thing that has you most fired up today? I'm most fired up about getting healthy snacks and healthy food into every office in America. Um, I mean, that's still the thing that gets me absolutely jacked up. Um, that's directly aligned with helping companies create awesome offices or places where people become the best and the most fulfilled versions of themselves. And um, actually, John, I'm also really excited about the Michigan-Michigan State football game this weekend in, <laughs> in, in Ann Arbor. I mean, my team, the Wolverines, has been bad for so long. Really bad for really long. Really bad for really long that I'm hoping they can actually show up because it's the first game at the big house that I'm bringing my in-laws and my parents to. Wow. So we'll see how it goes. Now, is either team ranked right now? Yeah, I think, uh, let's see, in the AP poll, I think Michigan's 12 and Michigan State's 7. Ooh, that would be a great win for Michigan. Wow. It, it, it would be, fingers crossed. Come on, let's even stack on top of this. The awesome Office Show podcast, brother. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, I think <laughs> uh, I think awesome Office, you know, it's... Um, Howard Schultz uh, is the guy who said, we sell coffee, but that's not the business we're in. And it wasn't that long ago that uh, when I was listening to a podcast that actually uh, stated that quote, I said, man, you know, we sell healthy snacks, we sell healthy foods, but that's not the business we're in. We're in the business of employee engagement, employee retention, employee productivity, and employee happiness. And so that's where uh, Awesome Office came from, uh, was creating a, a really actionable association based on real how-tos, based on human connection, based on masterminds to help companies transition out of the, uh, you know, the, the office culture that's much like the, the movie Office Space and into just fantastic, awesome offices, offices where people can thrive. And, you know, we have a podcast, we, got a, we have a blog, we got live events, and more than anything, it's just a lot of fun. Fire Nation, if you want more awesome insights like this, you're going to want to stick around because we're about to hit the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. When I first started out with email marketing, I was pretty lost. I didn't have the tools to create automation or send targeted personalized emails. I was sending basic emails and not getting great results. Then I learned businesses that leverage marketing automation see a 53% higher conversion rate than those using traditional email marketing. That's when I knew I needed to start leveraging marketing automation, which allows your email campaigns to listen, learn, adapt, and respond based on your contacts' behaviors. Better results more sales and happier customers. 
ActiveCampaign allows you to easily create the smart marketing that I'm talking about. With their beautiful, easy-to-use platform, there's no need to hire consultants. Plus, they offer pricing that's accessible no matter where you're at on your journey. And when you sign up for ActiveCampaign, there are no training fees and no contracts. Ready to start marketing smarter with ActiveCampaign? See why thousands are upgrading to a more intelligent marketing solution. Sign up for a free 14-day trial now. No credit card needed. Visit ActiveCampaign.com slash fire. Braintree. That's code for easy mobile payments. Maybe you're working on the next Uber, Airbnb, or GitHub. If so, then why not use the same simple payment solution that's helped them get where they are today? Braintree makes mobile payments so fast, easy, and seamless, it's almost magical. Braintree not only offers a full stack payment solution, they also bring you superior fraud protection, stellar customer service, and fast payouts. Add it to your app with just a few lines of code, and you're instantly ready to accept Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. And if some other way to pay comes along, we'll support that too. Braintree's fast payouts and continuous support mean you'll always be ready, whether you're earning your first dollar or your billionth. See fewer abandoned carts and more sales with Braintree's best-in-class mobile checkout experience. To check it out for yourself and to get your first $50,000 in transaction fees free, visit braintreepayments.com slash fire. That's braintreepayments.com slash fire. Sean, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I, I mean, I think I'm as prepared as I'm going to be, John. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I don't think there was a whole lot holding me back, in all honesty. Um, I guess you could say college. Um, I, I started my first business as a sophomore in undergrad. Um, I think if I, if I look why I didn't start sooner than that, I simply believe it was because... Um, I thought that you absolutely had to go to college, and that was an absolutely necessary next step. Uh, now I feel a little bit differently about that, but that might be a, a totally different story. What is the best advice you've ever received? Surround yourself with people who are better than you and complement your skill sets. Be okay with what you don't know. Know your unique abilities along with your unique inabilities. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I read every single morning uh, something that motivates me to be better. And then I'd, I'd have to combine that with the belief that you should exercise to feel great and eat to lose weight, not the other way around. And also uh, combine that reading with some, some good uh, physiology and exercise. Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. Man, if I had to point to an actual internet resource, I think I'd actually probably step away from the internet and I'd actually probably first point to a sleep cycle timer. There's a sleep, sleep cycle app or any other type of alarm that wakes you up during light sleep, not REM. It's so impactful to your morning and allows you to jump out of bed, which I think is absolutely essential. How you spend the first hour or two of your day will define how you spend the rest of your life. You are getting up on the right side of the bed every morning, Fire Nation. And if you could recommend just one book, Sean, what would it be and why? Really tough to recommend one. There's five books that are always in my uh, cupboard at my office that I send to people, um, if not every week, every other week. But uh, the one that I'll probably highlight is Essentialism by Brett Greg McCown. It's, it's really the art of saying no 
and only focusing on what's absolutely essential in your life. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So I teamed up with Audible. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Sean, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, I'd first read and go for a run because that usually uh, sets my mind straight so I can think optimally. And then after that, I'd probably just do what I love most. Um, teaching and inspiring and sharing with others what I've learned. I think I'd uh, probably start a video blog, maybe tie it into Periscope, other fun video technologies. But I think I'd make it unique. Um, like I do all of my video blogs while snowboarding or maybe at 30,000 feet or uh, while Ubering. I, I don't know, but that's what pops into my mind. <laughs> Sean, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say bye-bye. Absolutely. So if you care about leading people, creating culture, and inspiring awesome, and I know a lot of your Fire Nation does, JLD, um, check out the Awesome Office show on iTunes. So that's definitely something you can do. Also, um, we set this up specially for the uh, Fire Nation. Uh, you can submit your info at, at snacknation.com slash fire, and we'll do three things. We're gonna, we'll give you a uh, definitive guide to maximizing employee engagement and productivity, essential for business leaders. It's a 50-page ebook that's pretty awesome. And then if you're involved with a business of 10 or more people, we'll also qualify you for a uh, free sample box of 16 of the best and most innovative healthy snacks in the world. We give thousands of these boxes away every month. And we'll also give um, Fire Nation 10% off any Snack Nation subscription. As for me personally, uh, you can, you're welcome to reach out to me at sean at snacknation.com. That's S-E-A-N at snacknation.com. Or find me at the Sean Kelly on Instagram. Dude, it's okay. I spell my name wrong all the time. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with SK and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Sean in the search bar, S-E-A-N. His show notes page will pop right up. Of course, go grab that gift, Fire Nation. It'll be on the show notes page. Go directly to Snack nation.com slash fire sean at snacknation.com for an email and sean i want to thank you for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side i've enjoyed it brother thanks so much for having me fire nation thank you for joining us on eo fire visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today killer resources free trainings and so much more the fire nation newsletter is the bomb and to get on it all you need to do is text eo fire to 33444 that's eo fire all one word no spaces to 33444 and you'll get insights from my head to your inbox weekly today is your day fire nation ignite